Welcome to the Transformation Talks podcast, in-depth conversations on transformation with Rajiv Dingra, founder and CEO of RDNX Network. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Transformation Talks podcast. Today we have an exciting guest with us, someone who's been in the retail space for a couple of decades. Uh, we have with us Mr. Piyush Chauhan, who is a digital evangelist with a passion for transforming businesses with the use of technology. He has expertise in digital transformation for large multinational setups, currently the CIO leading the digital strategy and technology transformation for the Lulu Group International, which is an Emirati multinational conglomerate company that operates a chain of hypermarkets and retail companies headquartered in Abu Dhabi. With over two decades of experience working with global consumer and retail companies, he has an excellent track record of delivering results and creating value across organizations. His vision is creating innovation-focused digital strategies to maximize today's opportunities and prepare organizations for future disruptions. His passion for working with startups and innovation-led companies has given him the edge to create digital assets for organizations with the use of the latest technologies like analytics, cloud, and artificial intelligence. He has been a widely recognized leader in digital transformation and has been a much wanted speaker at over 100 global events. He's an avid writer and his thought leadership is published in multiple magazines and portals. Please give a big warm welcome to Piyush Chauhan. Piyush, welcome to Transformation Talks. Thank you, Rajiv. It's great to talk to you today. Great, Piyush. Piyush, uh, you've been, you know, been in the retail space for decades, you know, Walmart, Arvind's uh, Lifestyle, and now the Lulu Group. Uh, you know, uh, 2020 is not been a kind year uh, to retail space, one may say. As uh, someone who, you know, sits on the, uh, you know, the CIO chair, a chair which uh, talks about digital transformation, what was your view uh, about the use and role of technology prior to the pandemic? And how has it changed post the pandemic? It'll be very interesting to get into the mind of a CIO leading a retail company and understand how have you changed your view uh, and how has things around you changed over the last 12 to 24 months, so as to say. Sure, and I think that's a interesting and since it is already uh, almost a year, not almost a year, it's more than a year now uh, that we have been hit with uh, this pandemic of a scale that uh, maybe this generation has never seen. Uh, and from a retail context, uh, if you ask me honestly, what has changed? Uh, the big thing which has changed for everyone is the pace of change. Yeah, the only thing which has changed is the pace of change which means that you are bound to change much faster than what we were doing pre-pandemic times. And what I mean by that is digital transformation or obviously digital uh, at the core of the business was being talked about for a very long time. Every business uh, had to put digital as, uh, as a center point and pivot itself towards identifying the customer, towards doing business in the supply chain and so on and so forth. So all the parts of your retail supply chain uh, had to be pivoted around digital. Now, pre-pandemic, things were slow. Yeah, people had uh, assumed that the pace of change would have been 
maybe three year programs five year programs and most of the ceos and cios were working towards three to five year programs and come uh, covid uh, as soon as it, this hit people were kind of grappling to look at how can we reinvent a lot of things that are already happening one big factor obviously was uh, the sudden surge uh, in the digital commerce space now it's not that digital commerce space got invented during this time but the adoption of digital commerce uh, was uh, at such a fast pace and the scale uh, was so big that i would say honestly in the beginning uh, in the march april time frame almost all the retailers be it digital native retailers or being it be it physical retailers all had some kind of problems or the other either some people had stock outs other some people had didn't have the delivery van some people had uh, a lot of issues in their stores and so on and so forth so the different uh, retailers faced different type of problem but nobody was unaffected there was nobody who said i am i'm unaffected because of this and hence what it brings to the forefront is how are we structuring organizations are we structuring organizations which are agile which are more digital which are more nimble in their processes or are we building in structures which are very rigid and to me the the winners uh, in the last one year are the organizations which are agile which are nimble which are uh, kind of innovative uh, as as i call it are the ones who were able to adapt things much faster and are able to differentiate themselves uh, from uh, the ones who were not able to and hence as we see at least in the western part of the world uh, the bankruptcies in the retail sector have accelerated the uh, shutdowns are there store closings are there more layoffs are seen whereas there is a clear sign of consolidation amongst a few set of companies which are showing that digital and agile are the new ways of working for you to survive in this in this era so i i agree with you priyush and and agility has always been sort of a word that uh, corporates have uh, talked about uh, of course nobody could have predicted the size scale and speed at which this pandemic hit in the last 12 months personally what have been your key learnings and takeaways uh, as someone who looks at you know who 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 for whom uh, the core role is digital tra- strategy and and transformation what have been your learning seeing your organization and organizations around you your colleagues in in different transformation roles pivoting and grappling uh, what how do you look at the last 12 months uh, how have they been different to the last maybe 20 years of your career and and with with the last part of that career being in in the tech space uh, you know advising companies on this agility and transformation yeah and uh, obviously these terms are not new uh, as you rightly said uh, people were talking about agility for quite some time but i think it was uh, more a lip service uh, which was being given uh, point number 1 point number 2 is uh, looking uh, uh, at what has happened in the last one year customer centricity has become a, a key theme yeah or cx uh, people call it customer experience customer centricity whatever term you want to call uh, for uh, i think these are the two elements which were given more a lip service and uh, what i mean by that is when you are talking about being an agile organizations if you still have those 
siloed powerhouses. So, for example, there is a CMO who runs the entire ad budget for the company and is measured based on X, Y, Z parameters. Whereas the supply chain is measured based on how much of goods are you transferring, you are no longer an agile organization. And that is what I think people are trying to merge these entities, so-called silos, slowly. And I think what uh, COVID has taught us, and when I speak to a lot of uh, the C-suite across uh, in the region and in the West, what has happened is the organizations had to break those boundaries ASAP in the sense when the lockdown hit, it was the people were scattered, people were not allowed to merge or uh, people not allowed to uh, come to offices. So they had to start working in, in a very different fashion. In that fashion, across uh, these so-called silos, how are you able to collaborate? How are you able to innovate? How are you able to bring in new ideas at a very fast pace? And I'll give you a very simple example, Panera Bread, yeah, uh, a very uh, large chain uh, of coffee shops all across US. Uh, and suddenly when the lockdown happened, they didn't have anything that most of the people didn't want. And what Panera Bread uh, decided is that, well, we have the uh, stores and we have people. How can we transform quickly? Well, that model may not be permanent in which they said that now we'll start uh, uh, putting in grocery and because that is what what the need was but the whole idea was for that large setup to be active in a time of such a such a uh, big impact and they were able to transform a large part of their uh, uh, their uh, staff towards delivery staff they, they did a lot of work around uh, creating grocery assortment and they were able to do that to keep this business momentum going. It is not that they have to shun the old model of Panera, which is there, but it, in that time, their ability to transform, at least for a short time, into this new model was something which is commendable. Similarly, Domino's Pizzas, and uh, coming taking an example from India, I think they started, uh, as a part of their offering, they started doing grocery delivery because a lot of their riders were sitting idle. Yeah, and these are the kind of examples in which lot of organizations were able to achieve this agility, whereas some organizations were not able to. And the reason is their decision-making process, their ability to break the silos, their ability to innovate and try things in a distributed uh, uh, kind of a working environment are all being tested, tried and tested. And it is not that uh, Domino's Pizzas will become a grocery uh, delivery company, but what it showed Domino's Pizzas is that their ability to transform and bring in new features at the pace which they had never done in the past. It would have taken them months before rolling out such a large initiative, whereas this was done in weeks. And this is what organizations of the future are to be pivoted on. How can you be more agile to innovate yourself at a much, much faster pace than what you have been doing? Because what is happening is there are two kinds of forces which are playing. There is this, the startups which are coming up with a very, very different pace. And there are these large uh, organizations which are going at a snail, uh, uh, at, at a pace which is so slow. And it is very easy for some of these startups to kind of pass through them at a, at a speed 
which i think this uh, large organizations cannot believe or cannot move at and i think that is where the difference lies and organizations need to start working with this startup ecosystem to make sure that they are able to adopt some of this fast pace of working to transform themselves much better and faster that is amazing in fact the agility the speed the pivot a dynamic pivot that you talk about sounds very much like uh, a, a startup mindset so would you say that something like this a once in a century event has it given a sort of a wake up call to a lot of uh, too big to fail large organizations who have now learnt their lesson and is this lesson a permanent one or a temporary one as far as uh, this dynamism this pivot this agility uh, encoded uh, uh, culture is concerned i think it is permanent in nature and we will see this accelerate much much faster uh, uh, because uh, the the kind of innovation that is happening in the startups phase is sim is uh, slowly going to uh, kind of impact and challenge each and every part of this large organizations and so what is needed for this large is not i'm not uh, kind of calling out a doomsday for all this large organization they will always be there and i'll give you a very simple example of what walmart did yeah walmart has been uh, a player and even even tesco both the organizations that i've worked uh, in the past uh, is that uh, walmart was obviously a, a late entrant into the e-commerce space in uh, in the us and in the last one year the amount of innovation that they have brought in the amount of focus that they have brought in into the entire last mile delivery and uh, looking at new models of click and collect and so on and so forth and i have uh, from what i had seen uh, walmart in the past and what i see in terms of new uh, launches they launched the walmart plus they launched the new shopping uh, uh, shopping and uh, um, scan and go solution they they had a new click and collect uh, offering they had a, uh, they had uh, converted their parking lots into movie theaters so amount of changes that you had seen in in, in walmart and believe me walmart is like uh, i think it is fifth sixth largest country in the world yeah uh, we are we are talking about that scale for an organization of that scale to transform and constantly give new things uh, in a matter of last one year i think these are examples which need to be adopted by others whereas uh, there are a lot of other organizations uh, in the us who were not able to change that fast and i think they are now struggling quite a lot and so what is required by large enterprises is build that entrepreneur mindset and uh, while uh, in the startup ecosystem they call it entrepreneur these people are called intrapreneurs which means that you need to build in that startup mindset that agility that innovative culture within your organizations break the siloed uh, ways of thinking break the idea of, of becoming slow and then transform the organizations towards something which is much more nimble that sounds very very interesting uh, how about this transformation and the impact of the uh transformational technologies that are being talked about these days especially in in on the on the retail side actually uh there are uh, there is definitely ai uh, blockchain in the supply chain management and xr on the uh, you know on the uh, front end of the retail you know the the use of xr uh, 
as someone who who you know sits on the digital transformation uh, discussions within not just your organization but in your past organizations uh, someone who has keenly uh, in, been interested in startups and in artificial intelligence where do you see the potential and impact of these deep tech technologies like ai blockchain and xr in the retail space in the coming decade what what do you see uh, unfolding well i think these technologies uh, are maturing uh, and obviously ai is uh, no longer a choice uh, it is actually there in 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 lot of solutions which people already use all the uh, cloud hosting solutions that uh, everybody uses as a as a lot of ai already embedded into it lot of mobile applications that you build today has a lot of ai but the real power of ai will be when organizations are able to adapt each and every almost each and every use case using some of those technology and ai as such is a is a horizontal technology right and how can you verticalize that for example now uh, uh, in future uh, my my prediction is that by 2023 or 24 uh, most of the transactions or most of the communications will be either through voice video or uh, those kind of interactive mechanism or con- conversational commerce and we will move away from this text based interactions text based interactions the the simple white and black uh, listing pages will be a thing of past in 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 a few years time and that is happening at a much faster pace yeah which means that there has to be a lot of these uh computer vision related uh, uh technologies which needs to be democratized there needs to be a lot of this uh, nlp uh, technologies which needs to be democratized and each and every organizations will need to adapt those technologies so it is like do you have a mechanism by which you can aggregate data now every organizations in in today's context have that has it in by 2025 i'm pretty sure most of the organizations will have capability in terms of using voice using video and using a lot of conversation uh, uh, platforms they will be able to stitch up use cases which will be much more interactive and which is where vr ar technologies will come into play and we are already seeing it uh, happening that uh, people are uh, kind of liking so called uh, vr stores the virtual stores uh, and virtual stores are uh, as a technology in retail is is catching up fast uh, i've seen uh, three or four startups uh, in the us uh, which are kind of working on this vr technology uh, i i feel that uh, in the next two years we'll see the prices of those come down drastically and then every uh, transaction that you see on the on the commerce on the digital commerce space will be enabled through some of these vr ar uh, platforms so this is something which i think uh, very very pertinent only thing is they will never be white listed solutions which you can buy and that is where the differentiation come people need to think through what your customer segment is people need to think through what your uh, target audience is tailor the use case using some of these technologies that we are talking about and not to say everything around ai uh, and, and the related stuff has to be data driven so make sure that your employees are uh, having a lot of understanding of data 
make sure that your technology solutions are uh, spinning out a lot of data and insights so that you are able to deliver to these use cases which will be delivered from uh, uh, this ai ar vr solutions interesting and and you should mention data and and being from the retail space one of the one of the largest uh, retail players today in the world amazon uh, you know builds its entire uh, uh, you know uh, how would i say uh, empire uh, through data uh, what how critical uh, is the need for for uh, data lakes data warehousing uh, single view of the customer uh, in specific for retail players who you know manage anywhere between you know hundreds of thousands to even millions of uh, uh, user data almost uh, you know uh, personally and identifiable pii information right uh, and how do you see that evolving in in the context of the entire uh, privacy Uh, movement that's happening the world over where google is you know uh, pushing back saying we won't track cookies uh, web cookies and so on and so forth there's a there's a lot happening in this data space what's your viewpoint as someone who uh, looks at data within an organization where customer data is 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 key uh or, you know because whether be it uh, uh, traditional commerce or uh, digital commerce data is what drives uh, a lot of decision making doesn't it yeah it does uh, so uh, my views are like this uh, uh, there is no uh, second thought in saying that uh, the data is going to be a key differentiator and i have been kind of talking about this uh, in lot of my talks is that uh, retail companies uh, will no longer be so called retail companies they will be customer data companies yeah the the differentiator will be who has how much of rich data about their customers uh, it is not the data about the products it is the data of the customers which will be differentiated and that becomes as i as i use the term uh, this customer data is the new soil for retail companies yeah which means that all your processes and which is what uh, maybe the advantage amazon has is that it has built all the ecosystem around this customer data yeah and uh, but i think the other retailers the physical retailers are, are catching up uh, be it through uh, creating central data lake central data, data repository platforms and so on and so forth to uh, kind of create use cases so for example uh, every uh offer that you do in the past was was more around uh atl campaigns uh, uh kind of doing mass marketing campaigns and so on and so forth and if if you look at more future uh futuristic organizations they are already see that majority more than 50 60% of their uh, marketing budget uh, is being spent on targeted campaigns be it personalized campaigns or at least segmented campaigns rather than having those large mass campaigns out there and for an organizations to be really effective almost 80 to 90% of their spend should be in in this personalized communication space and that can happen only when you have good amount of rich data which you are able to analyze not as a as a rear view mirror but analyze and act on it on a real time basis which is what some organizations are still thinking that okay now i have to build a data platform but data platform with the view of making it real time in usage 
making it real time in action so that you are able to communicate with the customer because the customer today is a is a customer which wants instant gratification it is no longer a case in which you say that i understood that customer and i will interact with that customer on that behavior one week or one month down the line customer is least bothered about that the customer is bothered saying that okay i am in this moment i want something how can you personalize that offering to me at this moment and that is the paradigm which a lot of uh, the digital native companies are able to provide and hence they are able to capture the customer much faster than the uh, physical retail companies the physical retailers are working towards building platforms by which we, they will be able to understand and analyze those interactions much more better digitally and once they do that they will be able to target and personalize the offers and uh, other things much better you should you made a very key point here which is real time uh, you know you worked across uh, uh, mnc retail players uh, across uh, promoter and owner owned retail players uh, each of them having you know millions of customer data offline stored or online stored so as to say having some amount of or a large amount of e-commerce engines uh, how far are these players whether regional or global uh, in your view uh from uh, uh, achieving that real time uh, uh aspect of customer data platform so as to say uh, and being able to connect what we would term as uh, marketing with advertising uh, and customer data right up to owned customer to you know uh, future prospect acquired customer uh, how far are they from this uh, you know holy grail of a real time dashboard which possibly today amazon already has Uh, in in its uh, kitty, so as to say, it would be difficult for me to predict how the whole uh, industry is behaving. But uh, I'm pretty sure that different uh, players are at different levels. And from an evolution perspective, I'll kind of put them into three buckets. The, the first bucket is people who have at least all the customer touch point data. which is aggregated into one uh, which is the phase one yeah before you jump into the phase two i think you need to have uh, your touch points your interactions sorted out and it is not only just one transaction but there are multiple touch points and interactions that you need to be aware of that is a level one next is are you able to put that uh, customer inter- interaction data in a more mad- modern platform beat uh, which is which is cloud native which is maybe uh, digital native and so on and so forth so that you can democratize that data once you have that which is the uh, phase 2 the third is how can you build on uh, uh, a lot of action on it using uh, ml ai and, and stuff like that which is predominantly uh, interacting on the interaction yeah how can you interact on the interaction that you have with the customer which is the third phase and to me uh, there are very very few companies who are in this third phase majority of the companies are in the phase 1 in which they at least now are able to collect data of the interactions there are a few which are still running on legacy uh, platforms by which they are still not able to have that uh, data platform democratized for a large part of the organization to use and that transition is happening which is the phase 2 and i think very few my prediction is that by 2024 or 25 majority of the companies have to be in phase 3 otherwise they will uh, kind of perish and die that is that is very interesting and and uh, 
I believe you would uh, agree that the last twelve months has given a massive push to this data uh, democratization, and and data strategy has become a, a core focus for a, a lot of companies, so as to say, including uh, retail companies, so as to say. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think that these are these are things which people had uh, have been talking about. So uh, making sure that your uh, organization is data driven and data enabled. your organization is agile your organization is innovative your organization is customer centric now all these were things which people used to talk in the past but now as part of covid the acceleration has become so fast that these things had to be adopted at a pace which uh, was was unheard and un- unseen in the in the in the, in the previous uh, times very 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 interesting finally uh, piyush uh, you know uh, this this last question is more from the standpoint of uh, you know the opportunities uh, for startups you know you you've uh, you know worked with them you you uh, consider them to be uh, big competitors to the large companies but of course there are certain things that large companies have at their disposal which is resources and and capital which startups do not right uh if there was one area uh, even if it's is within the retail space uh or one solution that you would want to see a startup come up with uh, that you know you would be uh, you know willing to bet your money on or so as to say or let's say you had only a thousand uh, a 100000 and you had to invest it in with one idea what would that area uh, problem solving solution or uh, aspect be that you can share with all the startup founders listening out there uh, who uh, could learn from the pain point or from a opportunity or an idea that you have to share with them well uh, this is like crystal gazing uh, but uh, let me try and do that uh, one thing which i can surely bet on and i am seeing that already happening is the is the emergence of direct to consumer brands that is point number 1 and the direct to consumer brands interacting with the customer using conversational commerce platform so if you combine these two things together how can you be direct to consumer and how can you use in uh, conversation and not have uh, the so called text based interaction i think this uh, uh, merger or uh, this way of unifying customer experience would be something that uh, i would bet uh, a lot of opportunities on uh it is already gaining a lot of traction uh, as i hear there are uh, funds which are created uh, to support those d2c brands uh, worldwide there are platforms which are being built for d2c brands and there is a lot of money which is being poured into the conversational commerce platform so if these two things uh, had to merge to create a unified experience to the consumer why not i think that is the big idea that i would uh, put my money for that is fantastic uh, piyush i think you've been very uh, 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 generous with not just your views but also sharing your predictions your ideas uh, on this podcast i think there's a lot for not just uh, colleagues and 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 prospective uh, cios uh, digital transformation enthusiasts as well as uh, ceos of various large and uh, uh, startup companies to learn from this podcast but also uh, for uh, you know budding entrepreneurs who would be in, in, involved in either retail or conversational commerce to see uh, you know the ideas that you have shared so as to say so uh, 
uh, I I thank you for your time, Piyush. This has been a fantastic conversation. I've had a great great time, and uh, thank you so much for being on Transformation Talks and sharing your views. Thank you, Rajiv, for having me. I hope uh, we'll be able to share some of the innovation ideas in the future as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Transformation Talks podcast hosted by Rajiv Dingra, founder and CEO of RDNX Network. Tune in next week for another interesting episode. Thank you.